Mr. Doggett. Hello there, Mr. F. Grave. Very formal today. Thought we'd start. Yeah, formally. we are, aren't we? Yeah, we're here again for another episode of More Than Mostly Comedy Podcast. Yes, Quite exciting. How are you? It's very you okay? exciting. I'm I'm good, thank you. Yeah, how are you doing? It's a bit bit sweaty, but that's because we've just recorded an interview, and um, you know, I just I just get a bit sweaty. The, um, the I get excited pumping, when you're when when you're there, you know. Well, so it's nice to see you. It's nice to see other people other than my own family in this bizarre <laughs> time that we're recording in. So, yeah, for anyone listening beyond uh, this current situation, we are recording during the coronavirus. Shall we say lockdown thing. number one? Because we lockdown don't... one. Yeah. The, yeah. The, the, the first installment of this. But someone someone in the future is listening to this podcast and going, ha, little did they know there'd be another four of these. They're all dead. <laughs> it's like the dinosaurs yeah. all over again. No, we won't go that yeah. bleak. Um, no, no. But I mean, we've been trying to turn it to our advantage, haven't we, Glenn? Because last time, obviously, the last episode we did was with Kate Robbins and Norma Lovett, and that yes. was live at our venue, yep. Mostly Comedy. That's right. Yeah. Um, but that was recorded pre-lockdown, yes. uh, and we did the links post, well, during lockdown. And now, now we what we decided to do because we can't do the gigs at the moment is we try and do a few using Zoom and various Zoom. other um, meeting apps. Just yep. having a little chat with some comedians and um, catching up this way. So we spoke to Arthur Smith today, didn't we? Which was which we was did. Nice. It was great. It was really good. And what we did is we had um, it, we did uh, offer tickets. We sold. Uh, we we got told sold tickets for the gig. Uh, as yeah. as it were, um, and people we had an audience there as well, and they were there to listen, and they uh, added questions throughout through the chat, uh, and also previously on Twitter as well. So we've had some; it's great. So we've had people interacting with it as well, which has been really nice, and it's sort of the next best thing to doing what we started with the live on stage podcast, where we actually had people yeah. tweeting and stuff during it. So we we've yeah tried to sort of carry that on, uh, but in a virtual way. And the nice thing was, because this was supposed to be the next gig anyway with Arthur Smith. Um, yeah. So it was nice to sort of still keep it going, um, even though we couldn't actually do it properly. Who needs a venue, Glenn? You don't need a venue. Who needs a venue? Just have my lounge in your room, whichever, yeah. whatever room that is. It's a non-specific, <laughs> non-specific room. Yeah, I was going to um, say, yeah, it is very non-specific. <laughs> yes, it, <laughs> Plant it is. Plant pot. Yeah, it's, it's my, my sexy room where I go for sexy times. I don't. That's <laughs> horrible. Um, but yeah, so we spoke to Arthur Smith, had a lovely chat. And so when you hear us um, talking about the questions we had thrown at us, you'll understand that it's because other people were watching. We had quite yes. a good turnout as well, didn't we? It was, there was a did, few yeah. people there. It was, yeah. it, was a, it was a nice experience. It was a nice way to spend the evening. Um, it really was, know. yeah. It was, no, it was, re- it was really good, and um, and so people are, know there will be more. Now we've done one, and we thought that went well, so yeah. there will be chances to join in the next one. We've got we'll one talk more brewing. about that at the end. Yeah, yes, well, yeah exactly. Um, yeah. And and what a nice person to speak to, Arthur Smith. You know, a, a, a legend, a comedy yes. legend. So just yes. um, the first time I met him, I, I was I, you weren't there actually, Glenn, but it was the first Edinburgh we went up to in two thousand and eight. Um, and I was having a drink with um, Paul Harry Allen, a friend of ours who's a comedian. Why was um, I, I, I was up there, though. Where, where was you were I? there. You were just maybe you were in the loo. I don't know. Or you, we just had an e- We were so sick of each other by that point. We just, yeah. Because <laughs> it was going so yeah. badly and no one was coming. <laughs> it really we, was, yeah. We were watching the money just be burnt, essentially. That's right. Uh, we're yeah. still paying that off, in fact, aren't we? That we first are, yeah. Edinburgh. Sad. Yeah. I say paying it off. We're sort of not really paying it off is the, no, is the answer. Just, we just stopped talking about it. Yeah, but um, so I was there with Paul, and then Arthur walked in, and he just he was like, "All right, Paul, how are you doing?" And I was like, so "That's Arthur Smith," because you know, it's like yeah. at that point we didn't know any comedians other than Paul, really. And no. you know, Arthur is like so distinctive, the most distinctive sort of voice that you know and face. You know, he's like the face of Edinburgh. Yeah. I mean, he says in the interview, he's been to every Edinburgh bar too since 1977, which is a bit crazy, really. I, I remember seeing him uh, on uh, a moving sofa. 
it was driving that, yeah. around Edinburgh and he used to do interviews on his sofa while he went uh, with other people while driving around Edinburgh uh, which uh, was one of the one of the many things he's done in up up in Edinburgh but um yeah that was just that was just a memory of seeing him that was just an acid that, flashback that yeah, I, mean, I don't yeah, think maybe, that really maybe didn't happen maybe yeah. didn't no you've been you'd had too many disco biscuits and you were you I know, think I have you're yeah. spinning yeah but yeah, so I mean, let's stop talking about Arthur and let's just talk to Arthur. Really. Yes. Let's hand yeah. over to us earlier on this evening. So we are currently sitting, well, in a virtual sense, with Arthur Smith. Hello, Arthur. Good evening. Hello. How are you doing? Um, you all right? I'm extremely handsome and uh, trying to avoid all the cliches that are flowing around us at the moment. <laughs> all the viruses as well. Yeah. Um, how how are you coping with lockdown at the moment? Have you have you gone mad yet? Or well, I I used to I had a thing I did a show a few years ago called Mindlessness, uh, which was, uh, was a, a kind of parody wellness program at which I invented the phrase and indeed the way of life, which is CBA, which is can't be asked. Uh-huh. And um, I must admit I've had quite a bad bouts of CBA. Yeah. You know, there's so many things you could be doing. So everybody Zoom and TikTok and podcasts and quizzes and, you know, frankly, I've CBA, I'm afraid. I've had quite mm. a lot of that. But I did manage to, uh, today I've already sent an email and cut my toenails. So that's, that's, that's the week done, isn't it, really? That's, that's it. Pretty what much. an achievement. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but also I'm quite, you know, I'm thankful that I'm not in, you know, some terrible situation like some people. There's sort of 10 in one place and I've got yeah. open air around me. I've, I'm an expert on Wandsworth and Tooting Common and I've been dr- doing a lot of strange dreams. Have you had that? A little bit. Yeah. yeah. I think I think that's quite common, isn't it? It's, it's just a, such a strange situation to be in and like you're not really expending any like the mental energy you normally would. Mm. Yes, I, and I dreamt the other day that about that I would got in a car or something and it went all the way and the land stopped mm. and there was all this water everywhere flowing about. Yeah. And then I thought, is that real? Does that happen? What's that called? <laughs> it's a beach. beach. Is that a beach? Beach. But what's all the water? There's so much of it. Oh, I see. Yeah. What the road just sort of... Ah. Sea. 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 That's the one, isn't it? Yeah. I think so. I, yeah. Is that real? I'm not I think sure. that's a conspiracy. I think theory, it is. is it? <laughs> it, it... <laughs> I don't know, but it was a very vivid dream. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it's hard not to. And I've done some extraordinary things. Now, look, I've just bought these today. Oh, lovely. Viennese Wells. Viennese Wells for the. For I the haven't had a Viennese World. That was like the best thing you could ever had when I was a kid. You know, Mr. Kipling Viennese World. Yeah, yeah. Really, really looking forward to chomping through that later on. Yeah, <laughs> some retro, retro desserts. Small things have to uh, find, get, find our way. That's what we, we have to do at the moment. That's been yeah, my those, thing, food. I think yeah. that's been the, the one. Yeah, Keep I've me put going. on weight. Yeah. Clearly put on weight. Although I bought um, an electric drum kit because I play drums a bit. <laughs> uh, and I thought rather than annoy, annoy the neighbours, but have an excuse to sort of do something a bit physical. And I've been really enjoying that, actually. So that's been helping a bit. But yeah. I don't know. You don't haven't know. you haven't you haven't been running seventeen miles a day or no. do, doing your own uh, podcasts all the time or constantly zooming and doing TikTok and no. And this is the first Twitter. thing we've done in weeks. Really. This is it's this taken is, us eight yeah. weeks to do this. So yeah, that shows how much we've been doing. Yeah. Well, yeah. it does make you wonder how comedy is going to change, and obviously. Yeah. 
a bunch of people crowded together in a theatre is not going to be happening anytime very soon. No, I know. So, you know, we have to find a new way forward to uh, sending the laughs into the universe. It's a weird yeah, one, isn't it? Have you, have you done any gigs, online gigs, where you've done material so far? Uh, yes, I, I have. I've done uh, one, and that, that, that oh, I've done two even. I was that just a podcast? I can't remember. I was definitely we'll done dream one. again. <laughs> and I, I've done two. I've just remembered. Not that it really matters. And um, I mean, one interesting thing is that obviously you don't hear mass laughter, which mm. you would in a, a, assuming you're to being funny. Yeah. Uh, so you don't hear anyone laugh really. Although on one of them they put they'd patched in about seven or eight members of the audience. So you deliver the funny line and then there was a pause and then there was a sort of little smatterings of laughter from around the country <laughs> that didn't yeah. really amount to normal laughter. But yeah, you know. it's almost worse, isn't it? It's almost like a pity laugh, isn't it? Because it doesn't come straight away either. It's like a sort of gap. I know. I don't, why, why does it have to be like that? Because when you're on the yeah. phone and you're speaking to someone, there's not any pause, is there, before oh. they start speaking back? Why can't the internet sort yeah. it out so yeah. that when I finish this sentence, there isn't an embarrassing pause? <laughs> we'll get our scientists working on that one for you. <laughs> Hopefully we'll fix it. But yeah, I mean, like I was uh, listening to someone talk on, I think it was Question Time, like yesterday, and just saying about, you know, when the theatre's going to be able to open again, because you just can't, you just can't socially distance. Like, you, you know, you need about 20%, only 20% of the audience there, and it's just not going to get a reaction. It's not going to make the money it needs to make. It's, yeah. So it's all going to be. But like I'm this. thinking, people, when eventually we are released and that, that is permissible, I'm guessing there'll probably be a big upsurge of people going out and about to shows. Or maybe yeah. the whole nature of comedy is transformed, just like with theatre. The theatre, it's, you know, it's going to probably have to have a bit of a rethink. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. And it's sort of interesting, like I've been watching, say, like, Have I Got News for You and watching how they're approaching it and how things sort of start off a bit awkward and then they get a bit more you know, on, on top of it. But it is just adjusting to a new, well, for so many people, isn't it? For anyone, you know, so many people working, having to work in different ways. And uh, I, I had another thing that I'm trying hard not to do too much is, but it is, it's, you can't really not, it's, it's such a brilliant programme, the Donald Trump reality show. Oh, that's thing. the most yeah. far-fetched thing I've ever seen in my life, to be fair, but yeah. I'm, I'm currently reading a book about him. I don't know if that's the best thing to be reading right now. For your, for your mental <laughs> health. Yeah, read what you want. Yeah, but it's, it is just utterly crazy. There was a thing I was reading about something about when he phoned up uh, Putin to congratulate him on the election and he was given like cue cards and the first one said in block capitals, do not congratulate him on the election. You can't do that. And it was the first thing he said. You know, it's just, <laughs> it's just extraordinary. The man is, in, I mean, the, the drinking detergent and stuff. The, you know, the whole, if you drink detergent, you know, I mean, you certainly won't die of the coronavirus, but it's, what? I'm reminded of a joke I've written a while back. I remember them jokes of, uh, where I said, uh, you know, talking of bleach, I I feel sorry for bleach because when you see written on it, seriously thick. And I feel sorry for that bleach. And to me, that is domestos abuse. Hey, there it is. <laughs> here's my other, here's another uh, joke. I wrote. Knock, knock. Who's there? Who's there? Deliver. Deliver who? Hey. Just leave it on the step, mate, all right? <laughs> I've hey, been using Deliveroo quite a lot, if I'm honest, just because you get sick of your own food, don't you, really? No, well, uh, what I've discovered, because the flat I, we live at has is, is got the rather ridiculous number of AO5. 
but just down just two doors down in fact but not in an obvious place is AO5A and the two guys in AO5A are always deliver getting Deliveroo and it's always sent to us first right and I'm now thinking I shouldn't pass it on fuck it I'll just <laughs> uh, see what every night brings to yeah, the, exactly. from the Deliveroo arbitrary company yeah a bit of exciting yeah, surprise just, I mean, a little bit different yeah yeah i mean also i mean the other things like edinburgh obviously been cancelled as it had to be i mean i sort of wonder how that how that is gonna come back because it's all about being in like tiny rooms you know underground <laughs> it's not like the it's, good for the health of the it's best just, it's the most um sort of compact version of theater isn't it that there is really well it's yeah. the, it's the biggest arts festival in the well, world yeah, yeah and yeah. um i mean I, having been there every year bar two since 1977 i will be weeping at the imaginary foot of arthur's seat uh-huh. i think because edinburgh it's you know i've measured out my life in edinburgh festivals uh-huh. yeah. as a lot of comedians have in a way if i have to think well what was i doing that year oh i know that year i was doing that show though therefore i was doing that kind of thing mm. yeah yeah so i shall really uh, miss edinburgh a lot and i shall miss uh, the income from all the gigs that I've had cancelled. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it, isn't it? Yeah, that's yeah, crazy. But I'm sure there's a lot of comedians. I mean, I at least can do the odd voiceover or something down the line. But I'm sure there's a lot of comedians who've just got nothing now. Mm. Well, that's it. Yeah, and um, you know, we've had to cancel all our, all our dates. I mean, obviously this helps, but yeah, it's crazy. Like it's you never said, the same, I'm not, is it? Edinburgh. I was going to do a show about my dad this year because he, he passed away last year, and I was so sort oh. of aimed and ready to go with it. You know, and you're like. Oh, it's not. So, I mean, part of me goes, great, I've got another year to write it, but that's that's not going to happen, is it? It's clear. Yeah, it's not yeah. just Edinburgh, is it? Then it's all the previews leading up to that. It's all the, the, the other yeah. bit, nights you do where you're preparing material. So everything, isn't it? It's just kind of gone. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's, it's a sad thing. And all the other festivals as yeah. well, you know, Glastonbury. And, yeah. um, but I'm keeping the Ballam Festival going. Excellent. Excellent. But there's only me at it, and I am the only <laughs> audience member, really, apart from uh, the missus upstairs. So you're sort of covered. You. You're all right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but today I've done a few good arbitrary things. Today I made a list mm-hmm. of the most famous Americans I've ever met. Oh, okay. okay. And, uh, exciting. It, it's quite good. I won't do them all, but I, I'll pick a few out. Uh, uh, Stephen Sondheim. Gwyneth Paltrow, Arthur Miller, and Bill Clinton. There's four, for example. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, Bill Clinton. Arthur Miller. Arthur Miller's a good one as well. That's sort of. I know. Disappointingly, I don't have a great story to go with it. But I kind of had lunch with Arthur Miller because of of someone I knew knew him, and I went to lunch at his place in New England, and he was utterly charming. But I had the most terrible hangover. This is from my drinking days. (laughs) Right. And I, I could, and I couldn't think of anything to say, and I was desperately trying to avoid mentioning Marilyn Monroe as well, yeah. obviously, because yeah. even though he was one of the great playwrights of the twentieth century, all anyone ever wanted to ask him about was being married to Marilyn Monroe. Wow. What year was that? Do you remember? Uh, that, oh, I'll tell you what, that was two thousand, because that very year I was in New York and. I was in the World Trade Center on September the 11th, right. 2000. Right. Uh, but of course, it was the year after that. Yeah, but yeah, I remember yeah. at the time thinking, oh, this, I was there this time. Oh, yeah, that's where I was. How I was well. actually in the, a year before it happened, obviously. Yeah, yeah. 
quite yeah it's quite uh, I, I saw people talking about like the most famous people they just sort of bumped into uh, like you know and i think the, yeah. the, the one of the ones best ones i saw was uh quentin tarantino he was in the vintage magazine shop in soho and I went downstairs. To, the room downstairs, and there was this guy flicking through film posters. And I thought, I know him. I can't think of him. And he sort of gave a wave. And I was like, fucking hell, it's Quentin Tarantino. Insane. So that was quite Did good. he wave at you, Jose? Uh, yeah, but like, we obviously knew who I was. Yeah, no, was I mean, like, just oh, like David a sort Lefgrave. of like, well, like, yeah. He's like, fucking hell, it's David F. Grave. He's yeah. massive in Hertfordshire. Yeah. But, yeah, that, so that was quite exciting. Uh, and, well, uh, what's your one then, Jim? I don't know. I, I'm, I'm just racking my brain trying to think of any, any um, Suggs. I remember seeing Suggs. Um, oh, yeah. And it was, I mean, there's been many, but I'm trying to think of like, I was a with sort you. Of... I've got a Sugs yeah, story. Well. I once did a radio program, or a couple of radio show programs mm. with Sugs. And we went back where he went as when he was like 10 or 11, he'd gone to Wales for a year. Yeah. And had been in a, the primary school, was it 10B or something like that, right. uh, in Wales. And we went back there and the, the school, the, the teeth, they were welcoming us back. And of course, he was famous, Sugs. And we went into morning assembly. And the teachers had arranged for all the kids to start singing uh, I've Been Driving In. I know, is that, wait a minute, what's yeah, that? Madness. Yeah, that was, Suggs, is that Stur? That's, that's Suggs, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Madness. And all the kids started singing that, which was about the sweetest thing I've ever seen, I think. <laughs> Amazing. You used to be in a band, didn't you, Arthur? I was in a band for a couple of years, yeah. I was in a band called, we were called the Rolling Stones, do you know? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. I was in the that. Beatles. I used to play the drums, but I thought they're not going anywhere. So yeah. I, left. <laughs> no, I was in a band called, uh, well, we were first of all called The Results. And we were kind of a bit of a kind of slightly comedy punk band. You know, I, yeah. probably my hero then was Ian Dury. That's what I kind of wanted to sound like, and we did do a couple of Ian Dury numbers, right? And we, you know, we played around London and for a couple of years, uh, but uh, then we all fell out over money, and, right? Uh, and I went into comedy, uh, really. Yeah, were you were you the singer? Did you say? For, for I was, yeah. I mean, I could I could sing all right, but you know, frankly, I was bad. It was a bit like the classic. You know, I mean, filling in bits between the numbers were getting longer than the numbers, and I was getting yeah, laughs, yeah. you know. And then, understandably, the rest of the band were pissed off. <laughs> but uh, oh yeah, we oh, maybe I maybe I should put them out. I've still got a few recordings. We wrote our own songs as well. Right. Yeah. And uh, in fact, I came third in the NME New Songwriters Competition of nineteen seventy. Eight, I think that's pretty impressive. That's pretty, that's, that's, that's that's pretty impressive. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Third I, I, I was in a band as well, and we we supported Slade, but it was without Noddy <laughs> Holder, so that was quite disappointing. I don't think, <laughs> oh, that, yeah. is, don't think that is Slade, really. Who was there a sort of pretend Noddy Holder? There was, yeah, there was. A, he was like a session singer, and he was good. But and they had Dave Hill was there, and why uh, was Noddy Holder not there though? Because he he's still around, isn't he? Yeah, they, he just stopped doing it, didn't he? Oh, I think did he? he retired. Oh. Although we did, we did a gig together, didn't we? We used to we used oh, to run a '60s yes. uh, show, Arthur oh, and, right. I, and I sort of was a musical director on it and played bass. And we did um, a party for some sort of record Music. function yeah, thing. And and uh, Noddy Holder was right at the front, sort of pissed, singing along and dancing with um, <laughs> with Dave Clark from Dave Clark Five, randomly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. blimey! Yeah. yeah. Very and I'm feeling that's when we yes, um, we were so worried what, because our show we had at that time yeah. we had a, a corporate gig and then we had the show that was called Glad All Over we'd called it that and I was wearing a yeah. t-shirt with Glad All Over written on it and I suddenly realised I hadn't 
he's like notoriously litigious as well he's yeah, like he doesn't it? like it go- yeah I although I mean me. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast but he did look a bit like um, a Klingon he had this like slightly frozen <laughs> face yeah. it was a bit yeah but no, he's nice. still alive Dave I think Clark, so I, mean, I don't so. know this was a few years ago so I think he's still going yeah but um, but yeah but it was very surreal when you're like singing like songs and there's Noddy Holder with like the most distinctive voice you could imagine singing yeah. back at you it's very very, very surreal <laughs> very bizarre yeah um, yeah, well, I've met a few uh, famous rock. I met Elvis Costello in a pub in the Fulham Palace Road just when he was like at the height of his. And I went up and said, Oh, are you Elvis Costello? He said, Yeah. I said, I bet you get a lot of twats like me coming up and say that, <laughs> don't you? He said, Yeah. I said, Do you want a fag? He said, Yeah. And that was it. I got three <laughs> yeses from Elvis Costello. Brilliant. That's not bad going. <laughs> I, I met Paul McCartney once and he called me man twice, which I thought was quite cool. Oh, yeah, I met him once, yeah. And yeah. I did a joke about it. We used to be in a band together. And he said, yeah, it was a skiffle band. And he was utterly charming. <laughs> um, yeah, he was very nice when I met him as well. Although it's better off to tell stories of celebrities who were real arseholes and wankers. Yeah. Do you, do you have an need one to share? or? <laughs> <laughs> uh, was, yeah. I didn't get on very well with Danny Minogue. Okay, so. Danny Minogue. Well, Is this in your you... neighbours' days? Yeah, <laughs> Home and Away, wasn't it? Was it Home and Away that she wasn't the neighbours? She wasn't she the neighbours. She's, she's the budget Minogue. She was. She was the na- uh, the Home and Away one, wasn't she? <laughs> yeah, but I once had to interview her on Loose Ends on Radio Four, and she was annoyed about something else, some previous interview. So right. it was just like the classic. So Danny, tell us about your new single. It's good. Uh, and what, what, why have you called it whatever it is? Good title. It was like, you know, she was not yeah. going to answer anything in more than, you know, in f- more than four words, probably. Right. Which is not which is good a bit hard promo. going. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't you find though that the, the nicest, often the biggest people, the most successful people, the most well known people are the nicest. Like, like yeah. McCartney's a really good example, yeah. but just really, yeah. And really I'll tell you charming. what, Matt. Uh, on my uh, some more on my list of Tony Bennett, he was utterly oh, charming, yeah. as right. was Martha of Martha and the Vandellas. That's cool, Nora Ephron, and uh, Robbie, uh, not Robbie, Robin Williams was a bit of a laugh as well. Robin Williams, oh, did you? I, I think did I... a gig with him. Uh, he was he, he used to do this in the, in the 80s, it would have been, I suppose. Wow, he, he'd turn up wherever he was in the world, uh, coked out of his head, <laughs> and he's what he wanted to do was just go to whatever the biggest, nearest comedy club was and go on and do a turn, because I think he just loved being on stage. So he turned yeah. up at the comedy store when I was on, and, you know, and obviously Don Wald said, yeah, yeah, of course, go on. And he was on mm. before me, so I can genuinely say <laughs> that Robin Williams was my Walmart act. Excellent. <laughs> was he good? Was he good that night? Well, actually... I, he seemed to be having a bit of a trouble with the microphone and he was obviously just improvising and he was obviously off his head on coke. So he was sporadically brilliantly funny. But then he, yeah. I remember him saying something about how amazing he'd been to find uh, that in London there were black people with English accents. This had right. never occurred to him. Right. Mm. I suppose it's sort of understandable. So he started doing like Cockney black voice right. which was mm. you know it didn't really get me laughed yeah yeah it's such mm. a shame about him though isn't it I, I still sort of every so often i remember watching a film and it's so sad because he was just such an inspirational oh, performer really phenomenal. ultimately did you talk did you actually get to talk to him 
Yeah, yeah. He and he was, yeah, I mean, he had a bit of an entourage and whatnot, but it was, it was only a kind of quick hello. But mm. yeah, he was he was charming. I did I did get to have a chat with Bill Clinton once. Right. <laughs> when he was at the Hay on Wyatt Literary Festival, which I used to go to. And um, he, you know, because that's a huge event. It was just yeah. after he finished being president, although they're still called president. Yeah. So he blew into what is a tiny little town, Hay on Wyatt in Wales on the border and um you know and there were like all, suddenly before he got there were all these guys in suits talking in uh, their sleeves and there supposedly was genuinely a sniper on the roof of the primary school <laughs> but uh anyway and he he was on in the same venue as me i was doing my first ever leonard cohen show Right. Uh, and he was on before me in the same venue. So again, I can say Bill Clinton was my Walmart man. <laughs> but anyway, and I had to, I wasn't allowed in to do a sound check to set the sound up for my show because, you know, they had all like secret agents and whatnot keeping it clear. Yeah. And then, so I attended his talk, which was about conflict resolution. At, at the end of it, there were questions and I said, Look, how long are you going to do here? Because I've got my show and it's already an hour after the starting time. Right. Uh, and I subsequently discovered I was nearly at that point bundled to the floor oh, really? by the secret <laughs> service. Away. Did he find but, it funny? <laughs> did he actually? Yeah, he did actually. And then <laughs> uh, he, as he came out, I understand that there was a bit of a crowd queuing up for me singing Leonard Cohen or something. Because I then later on in the evening, after I'd done my show, I uh, was invited to some swanky do where Bill Clinton was the guest of honour. And he right. did a kind of walking down the line saying hello to people. And uh, and he got to me and I was with a Radio 4 producer who was desperately trying to get the thing going. Anyway, he said, I said, I said, I've got a bone to pick with you, Bill, because I had to go on an hour late because of you. And he said, oh, well, you're Arthur. And he'd seen this and he'd heard but <laughs> Leonard Cohen. I said, yes. He goes, Suzanne takes you down. So me and him then sang through Suzanne by Leonard Cohen <laughs> and then I said well you've done me now you can move on and then the woman the woman who was the Radio 4 producer he said are you okay she said oh my batteries are low oh. and he said oh well Arthur doesn't seem like a low batteries kind of a guy <laughs> so that was my write up from Bill Clinton and then <laughs> since then he's not been in touch I've not had a unbelievable text or anything no. yeah yeah um, but, just, uh, but it was interesting to see the way he you know, he just finished being president and he swanned into that room. And I think mm. you could hear women swooning. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, he was quite, he was quite charismatic, I have to say. It must be such an, because obviously such an extraordinary job to do, but it must just affect the rest of your life, you know, and also your perspective of the world must change entirely, you know. Yeah, and of course, and you're always still president. They still keep the same close protection and whatnot. So, I, I mean, I was, I was feeling a bit sorry for the Queen that she yeah. can't ever just go somewhere, just nip to the shops or go and yeah. have a sit in St James's Park and have a fag or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Although apparently... She did. I'm, I'm told that on VE Day, uh, which the centenary's 80th year, is it? And since it uh, happened, yeah, yeah, yeah uh, recently. But on, apparently, just on VE Day, she was allowed out, kind of, you know, by herself, just sort of, you know, because there's so many people about. It, no one's expected to see the Queen, and mm -hmm. that, as I understand it, that was the only time she's ever been kind of 
where she could have just got the bus to Brixton and yeah. you know, or done whatever she wanted. And it's, it's bizarre because someone like her, I think, she marks the change of time, doesn't she? Because she's been queen for so long and been through so many sort of crucial mm. changes in life and events and met so many people. It's yeah, yeah it's, it's kind of extraordinary, really. Um, yeah, if you wonder, I mean, I, I I know a guy at the BBC whose his job essentially sort of retired, but his job is to coordinate what happens at the BBC when she dies, which, as you can imagine, yeah. is going to be they're not going to just sort of um, say yeah. you know put it on the news, yeah. are they? It'll be no, a bit no. more than that. Is that is that his only job? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> a, I mean that's a that's a that's a job, isn't it, to have? To well, he's constantly... still retired, I suppose. Yeah, he's just always <laughs> off the end of the line, just waiting, yeah, yeah. <laughs> waiting for the money to come in, waiting for that to happen. It's Interesting good. job to have. I was going to ask you as well, Arthur, because obviously one of the things you're really, really known for is grumpy old men. Um, oh yeah, but, but and, and didn't that? I mean, that started something like 2003. So when you like, you're about 49 or 50 when you started that. You yeah, not? you mean I wasn't old enough to be a grumpy old man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. be grumpy, but that, you couldn't be an old man, surely, you know. Yeah, well, that was, interestingly, at the time, uh, it was the, the premise of the programme was it was actually, oh, by old, they meant kind of, yeah, they, there was some spurious survey about men between the age of 45 and 55 yeah. or something are most likely to be miserable cunts. And... Um, <laughs> And in fact, they, you know, I know a couple of older comedians who were a bit pissed off they weren't invited on. Really? And then I heard of, and then someone like, I gather, Griff Reese Jones turned it down because he didn't want anyone to say he might be old. So, right. you know, it was, uh, but I mean, I, I, yeah, I mean, that was the thing that ironically I'm best known for probably because I'm not particularly grumpy to be honest but I can be if you want me to be for fuck's <laughs> sake get a grip man <laughs> yeah if the money's right I'll be grumpy for you yeah yeah exactly <laughs> how, how do you how I mean you sort of said you started comedy really in the band how what was your, how did you start out what was the what well you know? actually in, in comedy I was um I'll tell you what, I'm going to do something really shocking here that you'd never you used to be able to do at gigs but you yeah. can't do anymore I'm going to have a fact. Oh, that's, that's fine. That's okay. It's like the old days. Yeah. If I can find a lighter. But this is <laughs> in the days when you used to have a fag when you went on stage. Yeah, oh, yeah. Lighter here somewhere. This is my hilarious looking for the light. Right, I'm going to have to stand up, put my hand in the pocket. It's all right. right I've got, yes. I've got my tourniquet and my uh, syringe of heroin here. Yeah. So I'm, I'm just already right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Constant. But so, no, so I was originally in a review, in a student review in 1977. This is before I was even in the band. And we went up to the Edinburgh Festival and did a show, predictably, to three people to start with. And, mm. um, and then we went up every year. And in those days, there was no stand up comedy at the Edinburgh Fringe. That didn't come till 82 or something. Right. Uh, and when it did start coming in, and when I first saw Alexis Sale at the comic strip, I thought, ah, yeah, this is this is interesting. Mm. And um, so I, I started doing really stand-up. It was a bit coinciding with the end of the band in the, uh, you know, this would have been the late, you know, early 80s. And then, um, and then I got to be, do a lot of comparing, and then I started... And there were beginning to be more and more clubs building up from the alternative comedy scene, yeah. or alternative cabaret, as it was called then. And then I ended up, you know, comp emceeing at the comedy store one weekend and Jonglers, which was the other big club at the time, uh, on the other weekend. And, you know, that was 
that was where I was started really as a stand-up. But I, yeah, I'd been in this review playing characters, and well, I was always better really just as a version of myself. Was it easy to earn a living, you know, for, at the beginning, or was it? Well, just... that was another thing. People didn't really do it at that time to earn a living, no. but. Um, but you'd slowly, you did used to get paid. I mean, it's kind of ironic because it coincided with the arrival of Mrs. Thatcher, really, alternative comedy. It was a bit like, you know, comedy's version of punk. Yeah. And uh, which always seemed a strange irony because, of course, Thatcher was, you know, she was all for, like, get on your bike, like Norman Tebbit. That's what mm. a comedian was doing. It was just himself or herself uh, getting up and trying to find a job. Yeah. And uh, it, it, you know, it suited the individual uh, investigation of the world. But of course, everyone, you know, everyone on the scene then hated Thatcher. Yeah. Just like most of the regular guys were all fans of Thatcher. You know, yeah. the sort of Stan Baldwin's and the Jim Bull, Jim, not Jim Bullpen. <laughs> Jim, <laughs> Jim Bowen, is it? Davidson. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Jim yeah, Bowen, yeah. they were all called Jim back then. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there were fewer names around back in the seventies. You just had to yeah, take what you right. weren't so many invented then. Yeah, yeah. So where did the from comedy? Where did it? Where did you get into the writing stuff then as well? Because obviously you've written. Yeah, well, I uh, when I was at uh, when I was a, a boy, my mother was a great fan of the theatre, and she was a great reader of novels and poetry, and she turned me on to that. And we used to take us to the what, what, the National Theatre had just opened then, and she'd go and queue and get tickets. And then at university, uh, I, w- I went to the University of East Anglia, uh, which had a sort of reputation for in- doing creative writing as almost as part of your learning. So mm. say instead of writing about the form of the sonnet, you could write a sonnet. Yeah. And I studied drama there and I just, you know, I went to a lot of plays. So I thought, oh, hey, I'll write a play. Right. And yeah. I, don't, I wrote a few plays. You were nominated for an Olivier, weren't you, for one of them, which is quite impressive. That's right. Yeah. And I remember going to that. And the one, and actually, this was an evening with Gary Lineker, the mm. play. And it, you know, it was running in the West End. It was doing really well. And it was getting huge laughs and well-reviewed. And then the one that won that year was, uh, frankly, wasn't very good. And no one really noticed it. Right. So ever after, I thought, oh, fuck, I can't be asked for the <laughs> shows. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not unless they're paying me to compare them. Well, yeah, I, I saw, didn't you turn down the Perrier um, uh, Lifetime yeah. Achievement, was it, or something? Yeah, 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 I did, because, uh, I don't know, awards are a bit annoying. And then I, but then I accepted it a couple of years later because there was a cash prize that went with it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, everyone's an award winner. I mean, everyone yeah. now is a multi-award winning comedian, aren't they? I mean, oh. how many hundreds of awards have you won? Oh, okay. um, Apart from us, I think. Apart from us, two, yeah. We're, we're, we're like the control, <laughs> the control that measures the rest of them. Just inventing a award, you know, yeah. so up some website, uh, you know. Yeah, I, I won best band in Hertfordshire with my band in in uh, 1998. That's, so that's an award, everyone knows that. Obviously. Exactly, <laughs> the one and only time it ran. <laughs> I, I just oh, is it no longer the best band in Hertfordshire going? No, I no. think it peaked. I think no, but after us, they were like, no, "There's no way." So Could many have been better. 
Look, I was going to say have had a look, see if there's any questions on the side. Oh, I, I was just, just going to say really we've got a message from Pete because for the mm. people who are listening who aren't here now, when you listen back to it, because we're doing this through Zoom, um, other meeting apps are available. Uh, we've got some things being sent through from the people who are listening in from our mostly comedy audience, and we've got uh, Pete there who's a regular. Said I used to work backstage at Hay. Was madless when the name oh, like yeah. Bill Clinton was appearing. So yeah, it's proof. It's proof that it's true. I've also got some questions actually Arthur, that we had sent in um, via the old Twitter. Twitter. Uh, let's find a good one. Do, 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 do. Uh, well, this one's relevant to now. Who was the last person you shook hands with? That's John O'West oh, asked that. Do you remember? That's a good question. Mm. wasn't Bill Clinton, I, was it? Well, obviously, I suppose my partner upstairs. <laughs> right. Every morning, I say, good morning. <laughs> yeah. very, very formal relationship <laughs> yeah. we have. But other than that, I think I was doing a gig at the Dulwich Hamlet Comedy Club. And okay. I shook hands with uh, Alex Haddow at the end as I was leaving. Okay. And that's probably, and that was, well, you know, it's eight, nine weeks ago. What does, what does hands feel like? I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. Well, mine feel like an old woman's hands now because of the amount of washing you do. It's just like, it's different. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's, they're all going to feel different. Are, are you locked up? You, you locked up alone or, or, uh, I, or well, I'm, I'm with my wife who's downstairs. Uh, we've got a house. Well, we're, my, it was my dad's house actually. So it's quite nice. We've got a garden and stuff to, you know, it's actually nice having, the, you know, her working at home. Must be nice. Um, Must be nice having. Yeah, but you've got kids. No I've so got, got two, different... two young kids and my wife. So me and my wife and my two young kids it's been uh yeah it's been it's been fun <laughs> to say in a kind of strained way yeah it's been it's i had, been, a, I had a friend who's got uh who's you know married with children and quite a small house mm, yeah. and i asked how she said she was doing she said i'm slowly becoming uh what was it a bald skin jobless <laughs> Fat murderer. <laughs> yeah. I don't think she'd actually done the murder at this point. But, uh, so she already was have... a murderer. And then... Yeah. 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 Like, there's, so, there's so many temptations there. That's the trouble. Yeah. <laughs> I'm also, I'm gradually becoming passively stoned because the people next door, they permanently smoke in you, you, you literally wake up and you're like, can I smoke to really strong it's extraordinary it's quite nice in a, in a way it's yeah, it calms yeah. you down doesn't it a bit that's good yeah, it yeah. does yeah well i mean i feel a bit sorry for all you know a lot of these drug dealers have been yeah. um they've been furloughed haven't they yes yeah. yeah. there's yeah. No, one, no one doing benefits for them oh, that's no. it, yeah and it's not like you can go into a toilet cubicle and buy you know scores <laughs> you can't even do it not in your own toilet you can't know yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got some more questions here. I'll try another one. On. What have we got? Uh, this is from Oliver Jeeves. If you could be any sort of vegetable, what vegetable would you be? We asked the hot topics here. These are the big questions. Yeah. Yeah. What vegetable would you be, Arthur, if you if you were one? I'd like to be some asparagus. Ah, Tall nice. and lean and green with a fruity little top and a big smile. That'd be nice. And then, and then if we have it, we know because we go for a wee. The, the smell, the clear this asparagus. Oh, yeah, yeah, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. We well, get double value for money then for <laughs> the asparagus. It's it's in season at the moment, in as far as that exists. Has anyone <laughs> gone off fruit picking yet? No, not yet, but probably will have to. Um, I think that's a good point. Actually, there'd be a lot of fruit out there that's not being picked yet, isn't there? That's a that's a thing. Who's picking that fruit? And I've got your after I haven't still got them. Yeah, oh, yes. that's something to look forward to. Yeah. I was just saying because you were talking about because um, because you write poetry as well, don't you, Arthur? You're, you're sometimes poetry. yes, uh, and I, I always really love when you come to mostly that you're you're not afraid to um, be poignant. You know, you're not afraid to not no, always it, go for the laugh. 
It's interesting. Uh, I quite often now, if, if I'm doing well, unless you're playing just a load of pissed drunks at one in the morning, but usually I, I, I like to do a couple of poems in the course of my set. Yeah. Uh, and, you, and I'm always surprised because they're not funny poems necessarily, a couple of them, but people always clearly appreciate them and it, yeah. it, it lends a, another dimension to an evening. And you come to realise as well that comedy is usually words very carefully chosen mm. to an, for an effect, which of course is exactly what poetry is. Yeah, yeah. Mm. It's like, yeah, comedy, music, poetry, they've all got a rhythm, haven't they? And, it, and, it, yeah, and it's yeah. essential to it. Do you think yeah. you would have been able to do that sort of thing when you started out? Or is it something that, as you've become better known... and as well, you've I've, always, I've always liked poetry and I've always been interested in it and read it a lot. Um, but when I started out, there were a few poets, but I mean, they would have been doing comic poems of their own, like Phil Jupiter, who used to yeah. be Porky mm. the Poet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jenny Claire started out as a poet... Um, yeah. So there were poetry acts, although they tended to be kind of fairly rhythmic, rhyming, hitting the punchline on the on the rhyme. Yeah. But uh, but no, there wasn't anything. There was rarely something a bit more gentler. Although I don't know, John Hegley actually, he was a, a big star in the early days there of the thing as well. Yeah, You've I think John, poetry John... and comedy are undoubtedly uh, linked. Yeah, it's like John Cooper Clark, isn't it? Yeah, like uh, that. yeah. I we, once watched the cup final with John Cooper. Did you? It was, <laughs> Amazing. It was a delicious afternoon. <laughs> the man who, all his words are so wonderfully yeah. chosen. He, all the time. He's a, he's a real star, Johnny. Johnny Cooper, clap. Yeah. yeah. And he, he, yeah, he did mostly, like Grim was saying last year. And mm. I mean, he's a really good gag teller as well. And he's just got a great oh, song. Yeah. He's just brilliant. And he's such a nice bloke as well. Really, really nice guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's generous and friendly. And yeah. yeah. Let's talk about someone who we hate, though. That's much more interesting <laughs> to people watching and listening. I'd yeah, say. I know the gossip, isn't it? I can't. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh, look at Glenn's got some wine. I, I just switched from. Well, it, I had it there, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start the wine because that's. The, it's been it's been <laughs> well, most I nice. Don't... To be fair, it's kind of my one saving grace. In the end of the day, it's like right wine time. I, just, I, I got vodka. well. I don't. They reckon that the world's full of drunks out, that the liver disease is kind yeah. of. Getting out of hand, it is, yeah. Isn't it? yeah. That and the beast near us, and we see everything kind of wanders by the front of the house at midday, obviously pissed out of his head, and he occasionally right. gets arrested. Yeah, but uh, he's obviously taking you know, he's having fun while he's doing it, yeah, 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 yeah. That's it. Who really inspires you, Arthur? Are there people that really inspire you in life as a you know, be it a performer, be it a right, uh, T.S. Eliot, Greta. Thunberg. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Barack Obama. Yeah. And uh, Anthea Turner. <laughs> yeah, save the best for last. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Barack Obama, now there was a statesman. You know, that was someone who could speak well and, and you trusted and you believed in. I mean, yeah. yeah I mean, the, the irony, you know, the, the, the difference between yeah. him and the, and the man who came afterwards is so insanely in every possible department. I mean, Obama, yeah. the thing about him was he, he was he was funny, he mm. was witty, he was thoughtful, he was eloquent, he mm. could sing, mm. you know, yeah. he could do gags. Mm. He uh, he was empathetic. Mm. He was the absolute opposite of everything the guy who's come after is. Because yeah. there's one, one thing about Trump, he's net, he has absolutely no sense of humour, really. 
no. does he? No. I mean, if he's a, yeah, well, he's hilariously funny, of course, but yeah. never deliberately. Yeah. It's it's literally a thing you can see. You can't imagine him laughing at a thing or listening to anyone, can you? It's a complete narcissistic. You know. Very strange, isn't it? It's it's very, but how can those? How can so many Americans vote for that? I mean, yeah, mind you, we got Boris, well, well, that's yeah. bad, but that's bad. He's like the watered down version, isn't he? So it's, yeah, you know. yeah, yeah. There was a time when George W. Bush was like bad, and then now you, I quite welcome him. I find that with like prime ministers as well. You know, the ones you think. God, you know, David Cameron or whatever. And now, in a weird way, I'm not a Tory, but I'd rather have him right now, you know, than than Boris or something. You know, it's just such a... And I think it tells as well. Someone like Boris, I mean, obviously, when he got the COVID-19 thing, my instant thought was, but has he really? And I know he obviously did, but that's how little, <laughs> yeah, yeah. How little you trust someone that you think yeah, is, is yeah, just... Yeah, yeah, well, he, he just blusters and lies. I, yeah. I was on the radio panel game with him on radio for about 20 years ago or something right and i i remember calling him a tory bigger and he said oh i see that's a bit strong and i'm looking back i'm quite proud of yeah that. Yeah, yeah yeah you should be that's that good funny enough, me, me and glenn did a thing um locally in hitchin for like a rotary thing uh, and it's at the venue where we do mostly comedy now and it was with Peter Lilly that they wanted us to do. You know the oh, yeah. Who song, Pictures of Lilly? The, um, oh, yeah, yeah. Which is yeah. about wanking. Yeah. So there's a good start. Yeah. Not, and, that, and not somebody, that they were aware of that, but yeah. No, well, I, I, yeah, he wasn't. He wasn't. But no. some, yeah, we were asked to do it. <laughs> <laughs> we were asked to do this thing, and it was just a terrible idea. And, the, and, and the, he came out at the end, sort of did a cameo. And he phoned us up the day before because he was really worried about it, you know, because he'd heard what the song was about. And the terrible thing was, so we did this event. And um, at the end, he comes on. You're not expecting him to be there. Gets a big laugh, round of applause. And he walked off the stage, got in his car and was gone. So by the time he went yeah. off, he'd already gone. Didn't say thank you, didn't say... And, you know, you just think, well, there's no wonder. You know, that's clearly not a good yeah. person. You know, and we spent a lot of money on a... that on that routine as well. We bought cardboard cutouts of his face. We had, we cardboard, we had his face <laughs> printed on our T-shirts. The whole song was pictures of Lily, and it was all pictures of Lily's face, wasn't it? His, his face yeah. all over everything. And then he comes out with a mask and takes it and off. And then he took it off. Him. That was the reveal. Uh, yeah, you know, good guy. You know, yeah, yeah but we been. helped him bloody get in. And it, oh, well, yeah. I'll tell you what, another, another celebrity I didn't get on with at all was Engelbert Humperdinck. You remember him? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> he was meant to be again on Loose Ends on Radio 4 and he turned up and he, he thought he was being interviewed by uh, Mariella Frostrup and, and he was told it was me. Right. And he just didn't like the look of me. <laughs> and he just turned and fucked off. Really? Uh, without even, you know, I said, well, I'm sorry. And he just, uh, but then right, it actually turned out rather well because Ross Noble, who you'll know, was on mm. the programme. Yeah. And we agreed, me and the producer, because it was live then, we couldn't do anything else. Me, we agreed that I would ask the questions I was going to ask Engelbert Humperdinck <laughs> to <laughs> Ross Noble. Yeah. Of course, a brilliant improviser. Yeah. Kind of yeah. completely got away with it. <laughs> Engel, Engelbert Humperdinck famously kept um, Strawberry Fields Forever off the number one spot. You Did know, he? Did he? Strawberry Fields Forever and Penny Lane, double A side. It was the first Beatles single in a long time to not get to number one because Please it, Release Me held it off. And that's like, oh... You know, oh, dear, uh, my, my wife has just come in with a, with a beer, which is nice. So oh, look at that. that. See, you felt... Yeah, see? She's... But yeah, Engelbert Humperdinck. Christ. Um, I mean, apparently, he... when he was on Desert Island Discs, he picked four of his own songs. Well, there, there's a sign, isn't there? <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, just... <laughs> Fucking hell. Um, I'll go for another question on the sheet here. Mm. 
and and if people who are listening in want to ask a question, please please stick one in the box. Yeah, but we, bear we, in mind, I want to have a piss. I was going to oh, say, yeah, we should let we you are, go. Soon. We are, yeah. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll ask one then that's on here. So the question said, "Hello, the first interview I saw you in, you were asked something about changing your name, which you answered that you were going to call yourself Captain Wanker Man." Did this interview ever exist or am I remembering something that never happened? No, you Kings. are remembering something that's absolutely correct. When when I joined Equity, which was de rigueur, when I, yeah. you know, the Actors Union, they, they, you couldn't have two people with the same name. And my real, well, my normal, my name is Brian Arthur Smith. So right. my partner made, you know, old friends and call me Brian still. But I couldn't, there presumably already was a Brian Smith. So right. they said, well, what alternative name do you want? And I put two down and I put uh, Arthur Smith because you know, it was my middle name and people had known me as Arthur too. Uh, and I, I thought that would be good. My main thing, I put Captain Wanker. <laughs> but uh, they refused to let me have that. Presumably, I mean, there may have already been a Captain Wanker. I don't know, <laughs> yeah. but I'm quite glad because it would have it probably would have been a bit of a pain being Captain Wanker for the rest of my life. It sort of ceases to be funny after a while. Yeah, you explained yeah. it a million times. <laughs> yeah, especially if I wanted to play Hamlet or something. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. There, a friend of mine used to work for the Wine Society, and there was a guy called a Captain Bastard that used to phone up. <laughs> Amazing. That's not real, is well, it? Well, that's that's quite a good game. Now, people with names appropriate to because I used to have yeah. a, a swimming teacher called Mr Whale I remember <laughs> names appropriate to their job yeah that yeah they can't be real there's a question here from uh, Pete uh, who's listening at the moment uh, he says as mayor of Ballam what's the first yeah. thing you'll relax from lockdown uh, <laughs> yes good question because yeah. we have lockdown I, I, I'm thinking of relaxing the laws that allow people from Clapham into Ballam. Because <laughs> I've, I've normally not allowed the bastards from Clapham to come down <laughs> into Ballam. But I think part of the, co- the COVID-19 scene is that we've all got to love each other a bit more. Yes. And I'm yeah. going to try and love the fucking bastards from Clapham. <laughs> but never anyone from north of the River Thames, I'm sorry. <laughs> north Londoners. You know, in North London, have little blue plaques commemorating famous people. Mm. In South London, we had big yellow signs saying, "Did you see this murder?" (laughs) (laughs) That's a gag, obviously. Uh, Also, uh, a question from Stephen Arthur: Do you need a van? Do you need a van? Uh, sadly not but if he wants to send one anyway why not okay not, not like a um you know a, a stretch limo or anything a van yeah, just a van yeah no yeah, yeah. no I, I can't i sailed through my driving test hmm. that's why i failed it <laughs> <laughs> and also it's quite nice uh lindsay murray gray said this is great that's nice so that's thank nice. you that's nice to know we're we're we're, we're, we're well, lindsay is great too. she is uh, we should let you go soon, yes, really, yeah. Arthur. But, uh, yeah, I want to eat me, me uh, be in these, these worlds. I'm very jealous. Is that your, like, your reward? Yeah. For... Yeah. <laughs> but I believe you've got, I do have a plug, you've got a well, fairly new book out, haven't you, at the moment? You've oh, got... yes, that's right. That, some of the stories I've said this evening are in them, in it, and uh, there's various poems and rants <laughs> and uh, reportage and stories and anecdotes and... Well, at the time, I bet Nigella Lawson once, £200, she wouldn't eat a jar of pickled eggs. <laughs> Did she do it? Well, you'll have to buy the book oh. to find out. There's <laughs> another thing I, no- I noticed as well, that your um, Ball and Bash series is on um, 
back on been back on Radio Four oh, Extra, four extra. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was kind of, but that was recorded in your house, wasn't it? It was actually recorded yeah. Where, he, he, where I am standing, speaking here now, yeah. we had like you know Squeeze playing <laughs> and uh, the Alabama Three. Wow, and you know comedians dotted around the house. It really was here. Yeah, yeah. Say, you, it was you, were, fun. you were doing that's this amazing. before it was actually necessary to do this. Yeah. So you were just just yeah, out of choice. That's right. Yeah, you look like you've got a silly hat on your head now. Do I? This is, this is it. Yeah, it's, it's like some sort of it's like a, the, the Jewish hat. Isn't it? The, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the downside of putting a, a screen behind me. It's like yeah, things I'm not even aware of. It's terrible. We're getting lots of lovely messages now. Uh, Annette Annette Helliwell said, "Thanks for brightening up my Friday evening, oh, which is nice." nice. Um, oh, well, Annette, I hope you have a lovely morning too. Yes. <laughs> and and Phil said, Phil from his iPad said, "Whirly, whirly, good." Love it. I, I think that's just think, a reference to the. I think uh, Phil's the, had a few. Bob, yeah, yeah, clearly. Um, You're good at it. Um, thank you so much for doing this, Arthur. And also, mm. thank more pleasure. Thank you for coming to Mostly Comedy as many times as you have. Yes. Your your voice is such a distinctive voice of comedy. Yeah. You, when you first played Mostly, it was a real event for us. Yeah, well, well thank you for inviting me and I yeah. hope that I'll be back there again soon and uh, seeing people in the flesh. Yeah. Yes. I look forward to it. Yeah. Thank you so much, Arthur. Take care. Thank you very much. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. So that was the brilliant Arthur Smith. Bloody was and all, wasn't he? He, was, and he was brilliant. Yeah. He's such a such an easy person to talk to and I mean, people who have stories about having had a meal with Arthur Miller, I mean, for God's yeah. sake, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah, Ridiculous. exactly. He's, it's crazy, wasn't it? And yeah. it's and funny enough, I knew um, beforehand that he'd had met Robin Williams. Oh, yeah. But, yeah. but the fact that he wasn't even listed in the first sort of list he did, I was like, oh, my God, how many, you know, how many huge people? And then and then when he said, you know, to me, who who have I uh, met, you suddenly think, I can't think of anyone of any note particularly that's going to be Arthur worthy. Smith. I mean, you... Oh well, yeah, him. I should have just said you, <laughs> just yeah. just you. But um, no, no, we've but met you, a fair few, yeah. fair few people. But we have. Like, yeah. In that moment, you you panic and you can't think of anyone. Well, you say you kind of yeah yeah. I suppose now if I think, well, I still can't really. I mean, yeah, well, just through mostly. There's, all this quite yeah. This is it. Through a lot of it's through mostly comedy, um, or, or just generally through acting jobs or doing stuff in London. But a lot, of, yeah, it's difficult. I mean, I suppose your my fir- wife my first... did a uh, play with John Altman. Uh, yeah, nasty Nick. That. Nasty yes. Nick. And and we were in a very strange situation watching her having to kiss him, was it? Kiss him, him? yeah. Although he didn't, didn't he have a cold sore? He had a cold sore, um, yeah. which I don't know, he'd want everyone to know that, but who cares? <laughs> well, you know, it just um, proves, but, proves but he's a real true. person. We did. all get the occasional herpes. Yeah. There's not much you can do about that. So he did There's... a really, he did a really awkward kiss. I seem to remember, but yeah, it, and just the fact that he was. I mean, he was. I, know, I never thought I'd see well. your wife kiss um, nasty Nick. I didn't, nasty I, Nick, Sanders, that, I know. Never but I have to come. say, lovely bloke. Um, great kisser. And, uh, great kisser. Yeah, he, he, he did it for me as well afterwards, just to make me feel not so uh, jealous. The funny thing yeah. was, you had a cold sore, and then he had a cold sore. I'm not saying anything, no. you know. I'm but anyway, but, but yeah, no, there were there were there's there's been people. I was gonna, I had in my head when we were talking to Arthur, and he mentioned the famous people. I then afterwards, I thought, oh, I could have mentioned when I met David Beckham. And I was like, no, that would have been. I so didn't know rubbish. you met David Beckham. <laughs> do you not? Do you know? I I met oh, him. Oh, hang on, so, no, maybe. So I met him. I say when I say met him, what I mean is I went to Luton Airport with a friend's family to see the England team go out to wherever it was they were going at that point right. to play some Euro or World Cup. I don't, I don't know football, so I don't know when it was. <laughs> but all I remember is that I was a fan of the Spice Girls, as you know. Mm. Um, and uh, you, he own, was you own a rumored... special commemorative edition 
of Spice World the movie, don't you? In, in a tin. In, in a tin. In, not just, yeah, not just in a box, but in a special tin, uh, yeah. limited edition tin. But I, I knew it. There was a rumour at the time that he was with Victoria Adams, who ended up being Victoria Beckham, of course. Yeah. Um, and I, the only thing I wanted to know, and I said to him, he came past and everyone's going, David, David, oh, can you sign this? And I said, are you going out with Victoria Adams? That's the only thing I said to him. And he didn't. He just kind of smiled. And it was a rumour. It wasn't a fact. So, And I was like, he is. He really is. And And so I feel like I kind of got the first... Uh, the, scoop. The, the scoop, you know, I I found out first just by the smile. Didn't you so, yeah. didn't you write a letter to Victoria Beckham? Don't let's not talk about that. Okay, no, let's she, not talk. <laughs> yeah, she um, never replied. Um, um, I don't know um, if I sent it to the right address, but she uh, never yeah. does. What what no. was the address? Victoria Beckham, Spice World, <laughs> Spice World. <yeah. laughs> the, the big uh, Union Jack bus. I don't know. Yeah, that's what they drive around in. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. That was uh, yeah. So that was what, David what Beckham. We talking, what we, anyway, so yeah, but back to the interview and the podcast. That was good. Um, yeah. yeah, it was great, and and uh, it was, it's nice to have Arthur as our first person for this way of doing the podcast because yes, he's such a nice guy and um, an easy person to talk to, mm. and it was a lot of fun. Um, it was. So, so as we as Glenn said before, uh, before not before we started because that would be weird. But while we were doing the intro, before um, mm. we have lots of other episodes of more than mostly comedy. We have our most recent one prior to this with Kate Robbins and Norman Lovett, which is available. Uh, if you obviously Google it, if you go to mostlycomedy.co.uk, if you go to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, yeah. Google Podcasts, and the rest, look up more than mostly comedy. You'll find lots of episodes with lots of great people: Phil Jupiter's, Catherine Ryan, John Thompson, yeah. Paul Daniels, Richard, Paul Daniels, Richard Herring. Yeah. Debbie McGee, obviously with Paul Daniels, we Paul Daniels. not separately. Yeah, no, that'd be weird. Yeah, um, just coincidental. Um, yeah. But yeah, listen to that, and and we'll have another new one coming out very soon uh, as well. So keep an eye out for that. Also, if you go to mostycomedy.co.uk and join our mailing list, uh, you could watch or listen in to the podcast as it happens. Send your own questions. Living the dream. Yes, indeed. Be in, interactive, but join in with us, which was which was really great. And I have to say that was one of the fun bits of tonight was having people there um, listening to it with us yeah. and joining in. So. Perhaps we could do like, you know, I mean, I remember the first sort of interactive thing you ever saw like that was when they did uh, like a scratch and sniff thing when they were doing Going Live or Live and Kicking. Oh, do you remember yeah. that? And you got, I think it's with Fast Forward magazine, which yeah. I was a subscriber. You got a little card yeah. with all the smells and you had to scratch them at the key moment. Perhaps if like you rub your armpit on a bit of card... Yeah. And I'll rub my armpit on a bit of card. Yeah. Um, and we could send that. Let's not do that. That's a bad let's I'm not, sorry. Let's not, let's not. And I remember with that as well. I do remember doing that. And, and everything just smelt the same. It smells of <laughs> like, like slightly scented like, cardboard. Yeah. Which it's is like, not, it's like, nothing yeah. smells nice. Everything just smells the same. Is that what they're also, intending us to? The know? name. Scratch and sniff. And it's sniff. just yeah. it's the two grimmest words. They might they might just well yeah. add the word moist in there as well. And then they're just oh, like, don't. Oh. Moist, scratch and sniff. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> yeah. And gorgeous. What a great word to end. What a great word to end the uh, podcast on. And moist scratch and sniff. Um, (laughs) Thank thank you for listening. uh, And we hope to have your ears with us again sometime soon. Yes. See you next time. But we won't because we can't. But you'll hear us. Yeah. Bye. Bye.